Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble of Black Tribbles fame. And as always, I am joined by my partner. Hey, hey, this is Vincent Williams of It's All Soul, Wednesdays 8 to 10 on gtownradio.com. Tonight, we are introducing you into truly what probably is the birth of black Hollywood from 1943. It is Stormy Weather. Stormy Weather. Starring Bill Bojangles Robinson, Lena Horne. All right. And featuring... Uh, Cab Calloway. Yes. The Nicholas Brothers. Yes. And a host, ver- veritably a cavalcade. I was going to say cavalcade. Of stars and hoofers of the day. But before we do that, um, we, as always, like to take a moment to dig into the feedback that our listeners send us via email at mission at gmail.com or by liking or tweeting at us on Facebook and Twitter at mission or at Mission Michelle on Twitter. And first and foremost, we have to thank every one of you who tuned in to our very special live broadcast last week on WPPM LP 106.5 FM here in Philadelphia as part of their fund drive. The Michelle Mission did a very special Special live broadcast where we revisited 1985's The Last Dragon. Yes. And for every dollar that was donated, I, Len, have to watch The Last Dragon every single day. And during the course of that hour, we were able to, um, uh, we received $90 in donations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. We thank you very much. So beginning, actually beginning this Saturday, because I had to wait for the film to come in the in the mail. <laughs> beginning this Saturday, I will begin my ninety day oh, uh, sojourn of the uh, of watching the Last Dragon. Oh, that's wonderful. every day. You know what? I think I'll watch it with you a couple of times. Left. Will you do that for? I with will. Me? I will. Thank you. I will. I will. I, I appreciate that. But somebody was it, it hit me up. Actually, it was um, it was Lily Triple, my girlfriend. Okay. Who hit me up and uh, hi, Lily Triple. Inquisitively asking, well, how are they going to know you watching it? Because you are a man of honor. I try to be a man of honor. You I are a man myself. of honor, like Shonuff. It's Shonuff is not a man of honor. Shonuff is a man of honor. All he wanted to do was battle Bruce Leroy for Kung Fu supremacy of Harlem. That's all. Okay, but he did some things. He did some some nasty, nasty dastardly things behind him. When he had the chance to use a gun, he said, I'm, I'm not going to do that. He wanted Bruce Leroy to kiss his converse and submit to his Kung Fu superiority, but he wanted him to do it honestly. Okay. All right. <laughs> if I'm going to get through these 90 days, I'm going to watch this film. Okay. I'm not going to talk about it any longer. <laughs> so, the irony is that in 3 months you're going to be a um last dragon scholar. I will. <laughs> I will. I will be able to quote every piece of dialogue in And this film. we have noted 
Last Dragonologist. <laughs> Leonard Webb. <laughs> but um far you know it it, 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 it would just stand a reason that of all the films that I'm going to know all of the dialogue for is going to be The Last Dragon while Vince will be showing off his prowess at knowing every line of dialogue of Spike Lee's school days yes at the upcoming Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Yes, yes. Take place it's going to be fun. In, um, Philadelphia on Saturday, July 15th at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House at 3 p.m. The Michelle Mission will be presenting School Dazzle as we play a lot of movie trivia and fun and games with the audience. And Vince will lead select audience members in recreations yes of some of the more uh notable and quotable scenes from school days yes i will looking forward to it have engaged in research i'm sure you have yes indeed well and i put out the promotional uh flyer about that we are we're going to be um having like you're celebrating school days yes because that wednesday july 12th we're going to release our review of school yes days. we are and then that saturday at 3 p.m we're going to have school dazzle playing the movie trivia with the audience yes we uh, will who will be invited to return at 8 30 to a malcolm commerce and coffee house 2578 frankfurt avenue where you can bring your own bottle and yes. Enjoy a screening. A screening of school days. Of school days. And which is which is a huge thing. You know, dare I say, many of our Michelle missionaries are too young to have seen it in the in the movies. I'm I'm almost certain that like a whole lot of them never saw it uh, in the movies, or even probably m- many of them haven't even watched it on like uh, akin to a flat screen TV. Right, right, so, right. Like, they haven't really seen so, it in its proper dimension. So, so you know, until you've seen the Gamma Rays sing Don't Want to Be Alone Tonight on the big screen. Oh my God, I forgot all about Lord, that. Lord, have <laughs> I forgot mercy. That. that is crazy. Woo! That is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be epic. Jane singing lead. Mm. Jasmine Guy right next tour. Yes. Me sitting confused, wondering <laughs> why Jasmine Guy isn't singing lead. Jasmine was playing her part. Oh my god. Oh she my. played her position well. Oh my god. You know what? There's a moment in the good and bad hair dance sequence mm-hmm. where Jasmine Guy is moving. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I wanted to go to college so bad when I saw school days. <laughs> Jasmine Guy wasn't going to be at your college. I, you, you know what? Because <laughs> see, here's the thing, and I don't want to get too far with it. I feel like school days was important for people around our age. Kind of like Drumline. I think Drumline in, in like, um, what's that dance movie with um, Columbus Short? The Steppin' movie? Oh, step step into it or something like that. Step into the right moves. Step. Pretty sure it's not called step into the right moves, but <laughs> <laughs> it, sounded, it 
sign out. Step up and boogie. Step up and, <laughs> step up and boogie with Columbus Short. Not really sure that's the name, but the point is, I think we tell black children particularly, like we talk, it's always that United Negro College Fund voice, like, you know, you must go to college and right. you're holding right. up the race and, yes. and the ancestors. Yes. Like it's always something about the ancestors mm-hmm. when we tell these, but no one tells you how fun it is. Like no one says, no dog, seriously, you need to go. Yeah. This is the greatest place on earth. Yeah. And I true. felt like school days was one of the first popular culture depictions along with a different world mm-hmm. that said that, you know, it's Hey, fun. Hey, black kids. Yes. You were carrying the banner of your race, but it's also a lot of fun. Yeah. So when I saw it, I said, Oh Lord, please let me land somewhere <laughs> like this. Did you? I kind of I did actually Like when I went to school we were actually um, Protesting South Africa Like the University of Maryland actually had Investments in South Africa Oh wow! So there was a shanty town Built in front of the president's office That people were sleeping in And I think it was like two or three lines mm-hmm. The year I got there And this is before like this is back when they could be lawn So it was like you know it was a delta lawn And a Q lawn like it was actually lawn. Like it really was I was like, wow, this is like some old school days stuff. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I had that same kind of feeling when I was watching Dear White People. I mean, for some reason, and admittedly, that's a, like a, a, a rougher movie. But for some reason, I wanted to go to that school. You wanted to go to that school? Especially when you watch the series. Yeah, absolutely. The movie is kind of like kind of cool. But when you watch the series, and which, you know... Because you know, Stomp the Yard. Stomp the Yard. Is that the movie? That's you're a trying Columbus to think? Short movie. That's a movie you're trying to think of. So it wasn't the stepping. <laughs> stepping to the right moves. That's a different they weren't movie. weren't stepping up to the right moves. Stepping and, up to the right moves. And boogieing, and boogieing. All night long. Right, right, right. That, that's next week on the show. It's like a Willie Hutch song. <laughs> <laughs> stepping to the right moves and get on up and boogie. <laughs> Step onto the right moves. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Exactly. Exactly. It works. Exactly. It works just as good as anything else. <laughs> it does. Um, you know what, Vince? <laughs> just you talking about your your college experiences um is just proof positive that you, my friend. Are the person that makes us look good. Oh, for God's sake. So good. Oh, boy. Here we go. That Here's the setup. The show mission, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm just bursting with pr- pride, so I have to just share this. The show mission was invited. Yes. To be a part of Rutgers University at Camden. We were invited to be a part of their first ever audio narrative symposium yes it's going to feature ann hepperman of npr and sarah lawrence lisa nelson haynes of philadelphia young playwrights as well as Paige flager of whyy and and the michelle mission and the michelle mission well that's kind of cool hey i'll take that I will take that, man. 
I will Looking take, forward to that. I am looking forward to that. That's going to be taking place in October. Yes. So, you, so you all have Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be selling tickets to this thing or anything. Well, I, mean, I think it's for the kids. I think it's for the students. Is it for the kids? I think it's for the students. Is it for the, the so this is like a it's Wu-Tang Clan situation. Participants will be amateurs interested in exploring the possibilities for audio creation, including audio fiction, podcasting, journalism, oral histories, and more. So we are okay. going to be speaking We're going to, to speak. those, those okay. students. All right. All right. That's pretty cool. It's man. very cool. It's pretty cool. It's and I'm telling cool. you, it's all because of you. Yes, absolutely. It is. Yes. And so sure. So I want to be the one. I, I thanked uh, Leah Falk uh, from uh, Rutgers who got in contact with us about yes. being part of the symposium. And I thanked her. And now I'm thanking you, Vince. But thank you. Vince. Well, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm thanking you, Lynn. We're, we're thanking each other. Well, there we go. There you go. All right. Well, enough of that. This, uh, Enough of that. It can get messy. It's um <laughs> See. 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 I had to. I'm trying to keep it classy. And that's what you do. <laughs> and that's what you do. Yes. And I make your I make your effort earnest. There, by, <laughs> there you go. By taking us low. Um but we're gonna go. Up, up in class right now, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we are going to dig into our review of 1943's Stormy Weather. Way 
down in Charleston lives so Keechy Joe. Going way down to Charleston to dig old Keechy Joe. Got a good old Keechy can't do nothing else but go. Charleston. 1943's Stormy Weather, as you just said, starring the great Lena Horne, the great Bill Bojangles Robinson, featuring appearances by a cavalcade of African-American performers from, from this period. It is a 1943 musical based very loosely on the life of the star Bill Bojangles Robinson is one of two films released um, this year that had all African-American cast along with Cabin in the Sky. From MGM. From MGM. This movie is from 20th Century Fox. From, right, yes, yes. So both studios released films um, the same year with black cast. Uh, coming, at, coming in at a little under an hour and 30 minutes, it had, what, 14, 15? Because I've seen 20, depending on how you how people count it, but over almost two dozen musical acts yeah. in this time yeah, period is chock them. full of appearances and 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 acts and and dancing and singing. Lynn, this was your choice. This what do you have choice. to say about Stormy Weather? Before I get into what I have to say, I thought because because it's not super long that I would share what the New York Times had to say about stormy weather back from their original review from mm-hmm. 1943. Um, it doesn't credit the writer here in this review, so I can't give him uh, that person their their proper due. Um, but the the headline reads: "Stormy weather, Negro musical with Bill Robinson um, at the Roxy." The Roxy Theater yes. in New York at the time. 20th Century Fox gave its new all-Negro musical review, Stormy Weather, co-starring the in, 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 inimitable Bill Robinson and the sultry songbird, Lena Horne. A dual New York premiere yesterday at the Roxy Theater on 7th Avenue and 50th Street. Stormy Weather is a first-rate first rate show. Just a kind of spirited divertisement that will make you forget all about your own momentary weather troubles. Yes. There is so much to choose from. Fox having wisely decided to bury a very thin and trite storyline with an abundance of the show world's leading color talent. That Stormy Weather has more the appearance of a super vaudeville bill than a motion picture. Musically, too, it is a joy to the ear, especially when Ms. Horn digs deep into the depths of romantic despair to put across the classic blues numbers after which the picture is titled in a manner that is distinctive and refreshing even at this late date. 
Mm. To single out each entertainer and skit for even a sentence would run this report to considerable length. In short, swell is the adjective (laughs) for all 12 of the principal turns. Among the high spots, which especially struck this spectator, not counting every minute when old Bojangles Bill Robinson himself is shuffling those educated feet. Oh, Lord. Were the Bill Street Cafe interlude with Fats Waller and Ada Brown making something very special of Ain't Misbehaving and That Ain't Right. The stormy weather sequence with Miss Horn vocalizing and Catherine Dunham and her troop Mm. during a short, blistering jungle dance. The rubber leg Nicholas Brothers and their incredible acrobatic dance number leapfrogging down a flight of stairs spread eagle fashion. Miller and Lyle's justly famed crossfire gag routine, Cab mm-hmm. Calloway, the master of Heidi Ho, decked out in a lavish white satin zoot suit, shouting Geechee Joe and Jumpin' Job. Our only complaint is that nobody thought of giving Dooley Wilson a song. It's too bad, even though he does nicely in a straight role. Dooley, Dooley Wilson, who uh, played the role of... Um, uh, Gabe. No, Gabe. Gabe. The Gabe. Basically like the comedian. Right, right. He's Bill's of, of, Bill's boy. Right. His friend, rather. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's interesting. I came up with Cavalcade all on my own. Yes. You came up with Cavalcade all on your own. Yes. In this review, Fox calls Stormy Weather a cavalcade of Negro entertainment. Because it's a cavalcade <laughs> of stars. Like you you're used to that saying. And I mean, this thing is chock full of. It is chock full of stars, like the like the reviewer says. the The story is a thin story, loosely based on Bill Robinson's uh, uh, life coming from the 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 service uh, where he where he served in World War One. Yes, um, and then following him trying to make his break in Hollywood. Right, and in that, the movie kind of follows the tried and true fashion of most of the Negro films of that, of that day, which basically were rags to riches about, you know, a black performer or a black person trying to get, you know, you know, get their hands on some money, either via Hollywood or some kind of business thing. This is, is Hollywood. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, story as old as time especially uh at at this time and a story that is you know um familiar to black audiences all over when they come to watch this film in the movie theaters the difference is is the stars the difference is bill robinson even at this point 1943 probably tilting to the you know over the apex of his career. He's 65. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? You know, he's 40 years older than um Legitimately Lena 40 Horn, years older. Who plays his love interest. Right. And and let's say it, the 40 years show to a degree. Yeah, to a degree. absolutely. Um, in, in a lot of different ways. In a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll speak to some of them. Um, yet and still... He's Bill Robinson. Yeah, he's he is a man that that does light up a, a camera. Yes, you know, uh, especially as they are smartly because the movie is mostly done in flashbacks. 
um, and it's the framing sequences around him smartly sits him down with children. Right, right. Where he is, is you know, his very expressive face, you know, really um, is allowed to shine. Yeah, in, uh, yeah. In, in amongst those those kids, they they just drawn to their uncle Bill. Right. Um, and then you have Lena Horn, who not not yet at the apex of her career. I'm trying not to say Lord have mercy every time you say Lena Horn because we're going to be here for a while. We'll, we'll be here for a but while. But just assume that every time you say Lena Horn, yeah. I say Lord have mercy. Okay. So go ahead. Well, well, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Sanford, for keeping yourself <laughs> in check. Um, but you have Lena Horn, who is. Of all the things you can say about Lena Horne, the one thing everyone says about Lena Horne is that she is she walks into the room a star. She walks into the room a triple threat. You know, is she the best dancer? No. Is no. she the best singer? No. No. Is she the best actress? No. no. But she's a B in every one of those. She's like B level right. in right. every one of those. Um, right. uh, those skills which we've actually talked about before that's actually how she describes herself exactly so you know exactly you know you know i'm a master of none but i'm but i'm a jack of all right and and she and she owns this owns this movie Mm. when like you cannot take your eyes off her, and that's and that's not even bringing into account you know that she is a breathtaking woman at this time at all times yeah. A breathtaking, a breathtaking woman. What I came away from this film, who which I've known about all all the years, okay, forever, of course, but I've never watched. Oh, okay. And I've never watched primarily because I don't, as a rule, like musicals. Right, right, right. So You've mentioned I, that. So I'm not going to subject myself to a musical like, because I, I don't right. like it, and because over the years, while I've never seen the movie. I've seen bits of her that sequence of her singing Stormy Absolutely. Weather. Absolutely, and you've seen like the Nicholas Brothers. I've certainly seen the Nicholas Brothers doing. Now, point of clarification: Would you refer to this as a musical? I would refer to it as a musical because it's a it's a story that that's driven by the music. Okay, so I would. Okay, I would, but it's not really told. No, but it's not a like, musical. Like the last song is really the only one that kind of has a, a straight narrative purpose. Where they kind of basically sing about the wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. No, 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 no. It's not a musical in as musical has become to be known. Right, right. But you're saying it's enough of it. Okay. Right. All right. Fair enough. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but having sat down to watch this film now, I can, without any prejudice at all, say this is one hell of a fun movie. Yeah, oh yeah. I sat there watching this movie and I was just I was just I was just enjoying myself. I yeah. had to watch the movie twice mostly because I just enjoyed myself so much that I I knew that I didn't take in enough to do the right, review. Right, right. You know, right, I was just right, sitting right. there like, "Wow, right. man, this is so cool." <laughs> on um on 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 it's also we call it the Donnie Hathaway effect. That's what Donnie does. Like too. we listen to like there are several times over the years that like we've learned not to play Donnie Hathaway right before we talk. 
because mm. we miss the cues yeah. all the time. Like, yeah, because Donny Hathaway just throws us completely off our game. He does. Well, yes, I can so, see that. So I can yeah, see that with Donny Hathaway. And this movie, this movie does. Um, you know, uh, having grown up as a, a movie aficionado, I knew about Bill Bill Robinson. I've sure. seen bits and pieces of him, but I don't think I have ever really seen a whole movie with him. Right, so no Shirley Temple stuff in your I probably viewing. have seen him when I was younger, but I certainly don't remember them. Okay. Um, and uh, so, to, to, so to see him leading at this movie yeah. was actually very, I enjoyed that. Okay. To see, you know, what the what everything was was about. But as much as this is a story, this movie is a story about Hollywood at this time. This is also a movie that is about Hollywood as it is to come. Because Bill Robinson, like you say, he's 65 years old. Yes. You know, so he's on, he's on his way out. Right. You know, Fats Waller um and Ada Brown who perform Ain't Misbehaving and yeah. that ain't right it, Fast Wilder performing Ain't Misbehaving is a great number, and yeah. it's, and it's one of the best shot numbers in this in this movie yeah. because the the um, the the director Andrew Stone smartly places the camera above the band a lot, mm-hmm. so you're looking down on the drummer and looking down on Fats on the, on the keys. That's a good um, point, and and it, and you so you feel the energy there. Yeah. I really I yeah. really really enjoy that that sequence, and as much as he kills it on that. Him singing "That Ain't Right" with Ada Brown, oh my god, that was so funny. Yeah, it was so it was such an enjoyable number that I would I quickly went and found the YouTube of it and downloaded yeah. that. Oh yeah, on my iTunes. Oh yeah, because it's just such an enjoyable number with the with the double entendres and him and and him just talking back to her because it's all about him not doing right to to the chick and he's right. like, yeah, that's right, I ain't right, you know right, 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 right. Um, but but the Fast Waller and Ada Brown, they're both. Especially Ada Brown uh, are on; they're on the other side of the ledger as well. Yeah, as far oh, yeah. as their stardom as well, you know. And then probably riding right in the middle, you have Cab Calloway, right? Right at the at, at the um, you know, probably probably he is the only one that is at like at his apex, right? Right? At, right? In this movie, and which is why he comes in in the latter half of the movie and then basically shuts the movie down. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And if you've only seen Cab Calloway, like if you're if you're my age and you've only seen Cab Calloway, um, still rocking out the mini the moocher, right, right, in right, in his big white zoot suit, right, but a little gray around the temple, sure, sure, not really having the movement, not really having the energy, and not having not having the voice, right, that he had, had, and you're like, okay, I can see where that brother is, right. you know was fly. Watching this movie, yeah. you see what Cab Calloway yeah. was about. Like you you're thinking like Blues Brothers, was. Janet Jackson exactly. video Cab yeah, Calloway. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Nah, or if this you is... saw him on like the Tonight Show back in the day when right. he was much older. No, this is why everybody yeah. kneels at the altar of Cab oh, Calloway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is why that man wears that zoo suit. If you thought he looked funny in the 70s and the 80s, when you see him back in the 1940s, you're like, yo, brother, where can I get that suit? This ain't no joke. Cause, right cause, here, this ain't but, jokes. And, and but you're like, brother, where can I get that yes. suit? But you know, I know I can't. Pull I can't it. pull it. I off. can't pull that off like you, bruh. And also, when you walk in the room, I need to keep my eye on you and keep my eye on my lady. Yeah. What? What? Cab Calloway is not a joke. He's a smoke man. This he is, gets that head of flying. This is not a game. Howdy, 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 ho. Mm. Mm. Nineteen forty-three. Cab Calloway is not a game. Get them running. 
But then Hollywood's future is also in this movie. Absolutely. And then there's two scenes that show it. There's one scene where they um, – in some flashback, Will Robinson now, he's got like a, a, a dance troupe up together and they, they need some dough. And he gets yeah. his brother Gabe to come in and like, yo, you know, I think I can stake you some money, but I got to see what I'm, what I'm paying for. That's right. And this lady starts to sing. And she she kills it, you know. She you know she sings. I, I I don't I don't don't think I'm meant to know the actress's name, but she she sings it and kills it. But then, right after that, a dancer, an uncredited dancer, un- that, that's comes right. jumping over a bench and does this dance that is part tribal, part African, part jazz, part blues, part soft shoe, part tap part acrobats, part gymnastics, and he murders it for like about a good two-minute segment. You're like, oh my lord. Yeah. What did I just watch? What did I just watch? Yeah. I just watched the future yeah. of this thing. That could have been Savion Glover. In, oh, in that's that so role. funny you should say that. Yeah. Crushed it. That's the future. That's the future of, of what Bill Bojangles is doing. Yeah. And the combination of those two and the people that shut this movie down. Yes, sir. Are the Nicholas Brothers. Yes, sir. I am here to tell you, Frank, not Frank Sinatra, Fred Astaire said that the Nicholas Brothers um, performance in Stormy Weather was the greatest dance performance he has ever seen. Fahid and Harry Nicholas. And... And Fred Astaire is a brother that I have mad respect for. Yeah. Um, him and Gene Kelly are two dancers that I have mad respect for. And I've always, you know, thought very highly of the Nicholas Brothers. I've always seen them in the clips that you see. I've seen them when they were a little bit older, still be able to, able sure, to rock it sure. out. And I've seen them as kids crushing it. Right. But when you watch the Nicholas Brothers shut down this movie, Stormy Weather, yeah, it's a wrap, son. Turn I turn love Savion. Out. I love Fred Astaire. I love Gene Kelly. I love um, Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. I I love them all. <laughs> I love them all. I love them all. The Nicholas Brothers shut this drone down. It is, it is over. There never needs to be another set of feet moving on a movie screen. I think all of them would say that, though. Like, everybody that you just named, I think all of them would go right along with that. That this is, you you know, the greatest dance performance ever captured on film. I read an interview with uh, Harry Nichols. Yes. And he was talking about one of the things that set them apart from the from the dancers at that time. And they and him and his brother, they 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 made it a, a point of this was that as fluid as they were with their bodies and with their feet and with their choreography, they wanted to make sure they were always mindful of what their hands were doing. Oh. One because they would always need need their hands for their slides and their multiple splits and and a lot of the acrobatics that they're doing, but also too they realize that the hands 
were not only the balancing for them, but that's what gave them the grace. That's what stood, oh. made them stand stand apart from it from all the others. And I read that that interview like some time ago. And watching this movie, I paid attention to it. Right. Bojangles, Bill Robinson, he kills it, especially the, the dance scene where he's jumping from drum to drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's killing it. But if you watch him, it's mostly his feet. Yes. His hands are at his side for the most part. Or if they're off on the side, they're out anyway. It's in a balancing effort. But it's all about his feet. And uh, and, and it's all about his feet and all about his face. And all about his face. All about his expressive eyes and, and, and it, smile and everything like that. And and even that that young dancer that I meant that I mentioned, you know, he's got the hands going too. But him is just more of a whole body thing, right? But when you see the Nicholas brothers, you their hands, because of the way their hands are are positioned, it paints a full picture, and it le- it and they it, the hands actually act as um uh, uh um a point of reference. To direct you to their feet and then seeing how their whole body is moving in time right, with what they're right. doing. And it, re- it, it, just, it just made it that much more of a magical moment for me. And then when you see, when you see these people jumping over each other and splitting down almost 20 stairs, then they split down slides I, I i'm through it's ridiculous I am, it is what's it ridiculous is, it's ridiculous it, it, it is all the more ridiculous and when you realize that there's no special no special effects no this, no man there's no stunt man and 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 you, it's, it's so funny i was just talking to my daughter about this a few hours ago when we watched it it is the most black peopleist thing like it is such a black like i'm gonna do the most convoluted complicated craziest thing you've ever seen in your entire life but I'm going to make it look like it's no big deal <laughs> these brothers are effortless effortless. oh no big deal this is just the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life Not you know you talked about Cab Calloway and he's shaking his head and he's doing his thing you know make sure that perm is flying Nicholas Brothers finish not a hair out of place <laughs> not a hair out of place Mm. But I thought you said something, and, and and this is what I've been thinking about all day, is is that generation, yeah, the the generational, um, I won't say divide, but the representation of generations in this film, yeah, because yeah. Bill Bojangles Robinson is from an older school mm-hmm. than a lot of these performers, and it is, I mean. I think on a visceral level, a lot of his performance can be unsettling because he smiles a lot Mm -hmm. and there is a bit of a shuffle to his dancing that especially when you compare it to, you know, like you said, the unnamed dancer and the more modern stylings of Catherine Dunham or, you know, just the the muscular and, and sort of, you know, everything that you just said about the Nicholas brothers. Yeah, there's a lot there with bill robinson Mm -hmm. and i think it's kind of like it's i have a like i have this really kind of melancholy feel about his performance in this movie because you know i feel like in a lot of ways 
he probably made this movie possible. Yeah. You know, like I feel like Bill Robinson signing up made a lot of this possible. He certainly opened the doors figuratively and literally for a lot of the people in this film, certainly the dancers and, and, you yeah. know, uh, the Nicholas brothers in particular have been very vocal about how they saw him as a mentor. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, when you see him in like, like I mentioned the, um, Shirley Temple movies yeah. before, because, you know, I don't, you know, I, the, the Shirley Temple movies are movies that kind of make me. Eh. Oh yeah. But I don't know if I'm more uncomfortable with him in those movies or in this movie. Because, you know, there are times when I'm watching it where I just want to say, brother, you're, you're, you're home. Like, you're with family. You don't have to do all that. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do all that. Yeah, you don't have to bolster the eyes Right. Out. Like, nobody is around but us. So you can take it in a bit. But I think that's just part of. That's him. That's him. That's the generation he he's from. That's what he knows. Yeah. And, you know. I agree with you that Fats Waller, because this is his last film too, I believe, mm-hmm. is also on that end of it. But Fats Waller is cooler than the other side of the pillow. Amen. Like he's so cool. Yeah. And I think there's something very specific about Bill Robinson and and his act that kind of you know it doesn't age well. And and you know we talked about it. We we talked about it when we talked about um we talked about bamboozled which we'll come back to in a second. And we talked about it when we, um, when we've looked at other older films, it is that t- it's that tension yeah. between how, you know, these black artists had to dehumanize themselves yeah. to be successful. And this skill, this talent, this gift, you know, like you said, that drum sequence where he's dancing on the drums uh, again, this dude is 65 years old. Like he's almost double our age right now. If I tried to jump from some drums, like I got, you know what, Lynn? I have a bruise on my leg right now where I tripped and fell in the shower earlier today, <laughs> and my wife told me you need to be easy in that shower. <laughs> you too old to be falling, <laughs> and I wanted to be mad, but I couldn't concentrate on being mad because I felt like somebody needs to come cut my leg off because the bruise hurt so much. And he's 65 yeah, yeah. doing this stuff. Yeah. And you have that. Uh, back to Bamboozled, if you remember, we were trying to figure out where the the source was for, for that part where they're saying, oh, I wanted to get, to, oh, that's too low. I don't know, that's too high. And that is from the actors that appear yep. in this film. It uh, is Miller a, and Lyles. Million, Miller, Florney Miller and Aubrey Lyles. Yeah. And they call it, you mentioned it, it, they mentioned it in the review, their Crossfire Act. And what is so sad to me and, and sort of sad and infuriating and all these different things, if you listen to our bamboozled episode, I talked about spending the afternoon trying to find it. And saying I didn't, couldn't tell where it was from. And I've seen Stormy Weather four or five times. I uh, just couldn't. Here's the crazy thing, Lynn. People show clips from Stormy Weather. You've seen the Fats Waller clip. You've seen that in sequence clip. You know, you uh, with the Nicholas Brothers. Certainly, if you've seen old footage of um, Lena Horne, you've seen her singing Stormy Weather. Yes. You don't see that sequence of Lyles and Miller doing this, or Miller and Lyles rather doing this. And I swear I have seen this movie on television and they've edited it out. I can imagine so. Because they're wearing blackface. Yeah. 
And it's striking that you see these black men in blackface in this film. But again, you know, it's lost. Like this is almost lost because of what they had to do to be a success. And that's so sad. It is really sad. It is really sad. Especially when you said that it's the, it's black men. Yes. Putting on the black face and it's, it's light skinned men. Yeah. Putting on the black face to be darker skinned so that they can, the the only way they can play that, that role. So it's, 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 it's really, it's very troubling. Yeah. it, It is very troubling. Um, it takes you out of the movie. The oh bit. yeah, because it's a significant sequence. Because it's the whole bit. It's, it's which is about a good bit. three, four right. minutes. You know, it's and, and there's and before you get to the comedy routine itself, there are about three or four scenes of them putting on the blackface, it's putting on the cork. You know, mm. so um, it's a very troubling, troubling sequence. But it's hilarious. It is fun. Like to me, that's what makes it so troubling. Like it is, you see them in the makeup. They are hilarious. It, it, it is hilarious, but I've and I wanted to laugh. You don't even know what to do. But I can't. You don't even know what because to do. Because it sounds it it doesn't need the face. It doesn't it doesn't need the black. All face. that is is to dehumanize. Exactly. It never helps the act. It yeah. never helps it the never, act. Never. Never. Because when you listen to the dialogue of the act, they're not talking. They're, we're not talking about um, you know uh, uh, Amos and Andy type type right. speech patterns right. when right. they're talking. You know, I mean, it's it's a little localized, but yes. for the most part, it's just like me and you. It and it's scattershot, and the timing is. It, it, it's it's all perf- about the timing. It's like looking at an engine move. Like they are so good at it it's the shame of it is that that routine should be as heralded a routine as who's on first who's on first because who's on first frankly is just a i don't you know i don't know who did it first but who's on first is is a variation of this variation of it and i think this one is more complicated yeah when you listen to the to the cadence and the speed it is yes so you know but I think as 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 a piece of documentary evidence, you I mean, you've already mentioned two people already like this is Cab Calloway at at his zenith, like yeah. as Cab Calloway. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, the Nicholas brothers like you. And I thought you, you're right. You think about the Nicholas brothers. You you see the footage of them as little boys or you see them as older men. Mm-hmm. And this is them. You know, they're in their 20s. Yeah. And then there is Miss Lena Horne. I knew we'd get back there. Oh, you know what? It's so funny because you call me Mr. Sanford that if you don't know, that was a reference to Red Fox's character, Fred Sanford, who loved Lena Horne. In Sanford and Son. In Sanford and Son. In one of the great episodes of Sanford and Son, she shows up. She shows up and probably, and this is a, it's a 70s TV series. Yes. So if Lena Horne is about maybe 20-something in stormy weather. She's in her 40s in, in an episode of Sanford and Son. Right, so yeah. she's easily in her in her late 40s. 50s, actually. Yeah, I'm about to yeah, say, yeah. probably in her 50s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she shows up wearing a jumpsuit. Yes, she does. A suede jumpsuit. A suede jumpsuit, but she's got a belt that's rocking on her hip. Yes, she is. I'm like, okay, Lena. 
That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> like the Lena Horn, like a man, men our age, we have three memories of maybe four memories of Lena Horn. She was on the Muppet Show. Remember, she was oh, on the Muppet wow. Show that one right. time. Yep. yep. She was in this episode of Sanford and Son. Mm-hmm. She used to have a commercials about Tata. Yes, she did. And then she was in the Wiz. Yep. And it, for at least two of those, because on the Muppet Show and in Sanford and Son, she's an attractive woman. Like this, like this is, a, and, and you know, Sanford and Son, she was a fully sexualized being. Yes, she was. 50 years old. Mm hmm. Let me tell you something. Because <laughs> I wrote it down. Miss Lena Horn is 26 years old in this. Wow. Good, good Lord. <laughs> this is a beautiful woman. She is. And, and every, she is class. And she is presence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I love the way they have her in the film. Like a lot of the scenes, the scenes start. And she's not in there in the scene. She walks in. She makes an entrance. Of course. So every time she walks in the scene, it's like, bam, Lena Horn. <laughs> bam, Lena Horn. I'm wearing a turban. Yeah. Bam, Lena Horn. I'm wearing a cheetah skin outfit. Bam, I'm Lena Horn. I'm in the evening gown. And she is magnificent. Yeah. And this, this, I mean, you know, I'm also a fan of Cabin in the Sky. Mm-hmm. And and she she actually plays the succubus yeah, in Cabin in the Sky, and she she's amazing, she's amazing in this. But um, I am also a fan of this. I'm a fan of this film. Like I said, for a lot of different reasons, but really just capturing right these performances. One another thing that I was struck by, um, mind you, not a fan of musicals, but. You watch enough Turner Classic movies where this movie is available right now. If you have cable, yeah, 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 yeah. Turner Classic movies um, uh, available on their de- on demand. Um, you can watch it and probably be showing sometime during the month. Uh, I actually think it just showed this weekend. But I've seen musicals, uh-huh. and, I, and I've liked a, a couple of musicals. I mean, everybody likes West Side Story. Yes, um, I was a fan of Chicago, the most recent uh, iteration of it. Yes, um, I've seen musicals over the years. There was something about watching this film. I was struck by a, a stark difference in the musical numbers, the, the, primarily like the musical dancing numbers mm-hmm. uh, that they showed here, as opposed to other musicals that I've seen, even the musicals that I like. Okay, maybe not so much West Side Story, but certainly all the rest of them. In that, the other ones, there's a. There is, um, with every big dance number, there's always a syncopation to the dancing, of course. There's a, uh, everybody kind of like dancing in time with one another, you know. Um, but with this one, there was, you know, what black people have. There was a rhythm. Yes. To it. And, but not only was there a rhythm to it, there was a... I'm trying to think of a, 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 the right word. There was a. Um, I felt. I felt that the, the the dancers were not just moving in time. I felt the dancers were having fun with the music and yeah. showing in their bodies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dancing, you know, and like they look like. 
they looked like, and I can imagine this being so true, especially at this time, that they were having, they were feeling the joy of being able to dance and express, you know, probably only one of their gifts because they're all probably multi. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But being just the joy of being able to showcase one of their gifts out here for for the whole world to see, but. as well as just um, a God, like an just an exuberance of that they didn't have to they, they could be themselves doing it. That's what I meant about the parts where Bill Robinson is grinning and, and he's doing. I mean, it's just his act. Like this, and and it's like you don't have to do that. Yeah, now. because there was such an authenticity. I was watching. There was one scene. That, it's during stormy weather. Yes, it's during stormy weather, and then it and um, you know, Lena Horne. She's singing the song, and she's singing it. You know. They say she's singing it sultry. I think she's singing it nicely. Yeah, I mean, you know? yeah, she's doing But I honestly think that the sultriness of that song comes in the interlude when the camera cuts to out the window mm. and it's in the rain and you see Catherine Dunham Good and her troop. Lord now, you want to talk about a woman. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a magnificent human being. She's another one you saw when she was like forty, and you forget Catherine Dunham wasn't always forty. She used to be twenty. <laughs> Catherine Dunham at forty was like, uh. Catherine D- Dunham at twenty was like, I am not ready for you. <laughs> when it cuts, <laughs> they could only have her on screen for like forty five seconds. <laughs> She'd have burned down the studio. It's too much, Catherine Dunham. <laughs> you get forty five seconds, and we're going to overload. <laughs> Have them hydrants ready. Woo! Catherine Dunham. Because when they start the moving, dancing in the storm clouds, oh. and it's and it's like nothing I've ever seen from musicals of that time. Mm-hmm. Because it is that piece right there, that dancing, is... Is there's a musicality to it? There's a rhythm to it, and everything. But it is one hundred percent sensual. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it is just, it is just bleeding off of that screen. It just took me in, and especially even, even in black and white. Yeah. It just, it was had my blood just like bubbling. It was so gorgeous and. All of the day, and you and it was in that scene that that I really saw that joy of being able to express yourself. Yeah, because you know, in you don't get that in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. You don't get that in Forty Second Street. No, you don't get that into any uh, any of the other things. And in Quiet as Cap, unless I miss my unless I'm misremembering, there's nothing like that in Cabin in the Sky. No, 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 no. This, Catherine Dunham ain't in that. This is just think. a just just pure blackness just right there on that screen and it was it was it was really next to Nicholas brother the most joyful moment for me in this film i just i was and radiated just to that. underline what we've been talking about this whole episode about the generational part you contrast that 
with because I'm I'm a fan like I'm a fan of Bill Robinson like I'm yeah. interested in like you contrast that with some of the challenges he ran into okay. when he danced with Shirley Temple and when they showed the films in a lot of places in the South in particular mm. they edited out scenes where the two of them touched yep now Shirley Temple's a little girl. Yes. But because she's a little white girl and he's a black man, we can't even acknowledge his physicality. Right. So you acknowledge that with what and I I completely agree with you. I think Catherine Dunham in this in this film and her dancers is is pure sexuality and sensual and it's all there and it is unabashed and it is unashamed and mm-hmm. it is unfiltered. Yeah. And you contrast that with the other, and it is, it's striking. Now, we've waxed poetically about this film. Yes. Rightfully so. Yes, absolutely. However, it was hard in 2017 watching this film not to be struck by, you know, the various hues of the men in this film. Yes. You know, Miller and Lyle's court face scene notwithstanding but you know you've got you've got there's all shades of brown as much as you can discern from this black and white film on on the man on the male side of this film yes in the male cast the female cast oh yeah is all of the lighter shade They're, including the dancers oh well i was about to say there's actually a a, a sequence where lena horn sings that diggy 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 tropical yeah. song mm-hmm. where i because I, I i actually watched it on my tablet where i had, i had to squint a little bit i was like now i know they don't have white dancers mm-hmm. with lena horn mm-hmm. but you're I, but i think again a a, as a document yeah like this is a snapshot of a specific time and place yeah, I mean, you know, you read the you read the accounts of the Cotton Club, you read the accounts of all of these shows at the time, and that's accurate. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely accurate. So you know, that was it was hard it, that it didn't take me out of the movie, right? But I certainly noticed, and I probably did notice it during that scene. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's you a know. lot, and you know, and it's like wow, that's uh, you know, and 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 also I do know that at that time. If you were, you know, uh, a, a a black woman that you know maybe wasn't dark skinned but maybe wasn't quite, you know, Lena Lena Horn's complexion, right? You know, they might they put some some powder, right? Might lighten you up lighten a bit. Up. They yeah. even lightened up Lena Horn. Yeah, a couple of films yeah, quite as kept. Um, I mean, look, hey man, nineteen forty three, you know? Yeah, and you know, hey, you know, I know, like I look, yeah, hey man, I love all the sisters. I'm an equal opportunity sister lover. But I'm on record as also being a fan of the brown thigh. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I I, I very much noticed. It was like, ooh, it's some, it's some showgirls. <laughs> like, oh, all right. I mean, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm into it. But, yeah, I mean, hey, man, 1943. Yeah. That's that's really all you can that's say. All you, and- like, like, I'd be angry about, like, Amigos video, which might also have... Don't look at me like that. Well, no, what, what I was going to say, my question to you, though. I thought you were going to ask me who Migos was. I was like, oh, Lord, don't ask me nothing about it. I just, I hear the youngs talk about them. <laughs> you know, you said Migos, and I realize now that you said Migos video, so it's like, oh, he's talking about a music video. Right, right, right. But I'm hearing Migos, and I'm thinking the old toy line. See? 
See, that's because both of us men are, of a certain age, men of a certain age. Migos are three people that they quote unquote call rappers that that sound like they had some type of head injury, but the kids like them. Oh, is that that concussion rap? <laughs> it's, it's concussion. That's what they all sound like to me. Like they sound like you ever see like the they'll have like a, a, a telethon or something for a hospital, and they say such and such was in a horrendous car accident mm-hmm. and got hit in the head, but through the work of Saint Lucius and 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 the, the great the the great surgeons and doctors there, now they can come and and they've made this recovery, and then they talk, and it is it it's wonderful. It's 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 beautiful that they can talk, and they've gotten some of their faculties. back back but clearly there's been an injury yes, <laughs> yes. that's what all of them sound like to me that's, that's Migos like I hear Lil Wayne talk and I'm like wow that's that's so wonderful that he's made such a great recovery after the horrific car accident that he must have had yeah God bless the people in whatever city little Yachty is from that they've helped him in his recovery from the horrible head injury that clearly he has had yes Clearly, there was a devastating helico- helicopter crash right. that he was able to walk away from. Right, he, and God bless him with for diminished capacity. With, with, with diminished capacities, I call it diminished capacity hip hop. <laughs> diminished, diminished rap. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, nineteen forty-three. What you gonna do? But, this this has been old men talking about hip hop <laughs> <laughs> with your host, old man Lynn and old man Vince. Um, but I but. <laughs> But I do want to ask you, because you're someone we, you know, sometimes delve into the world of comic books and even sometimes even with the movies, you say how you are, you're unforgiving, like, like the whole argument of like, oh, it's just of its time. Yes. doesn't wash with you. Yes. Yet you, it sounds like you're giving 19, you know. Oh, I'm not giving it a pass. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm saying it's an accurate depiction of that moment, of that time, yeah, you know, uh, of, of that, uh, yeah, of, of that moment. I mean, nah, it's yeah, yeah. okay, I got you. Yeah, it's some BS, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But it is a fun movie, ladies and gentlemen. I, I wholeheartedly recommend that you sit down. I don't care if you just watched it. Sit down and watch Stormy Weather again. It, it, it really. I think it's an important film. And sit down with your family. And sit down with you. You know, I actually like whenever I see that. Um, Nicholas Brothers sequence come on. Mm-hmm. Like I'll stop it and actually call like I'll call my family and say, Hey, the Nicholas Brothers yeah. are doing their thing and we all sit and watch it and so you know. Yeah. He wasn't just the dance instructor in the five hearts. He was not just a dance instructor in the five and I was so proud I was watching it with my eighteen month old and he was transfixed. Really? By Catherine Dunham. I said, That's right, go ahead, go ahead and imprint early. I told I said, boy, that's a good thing right there. <laughs> so all right. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to shut down this edition of the Michelle Mission. But hey, you can find each and every one of our reviews awaiting you on MichelleMission.com as well as available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, tune in. He's Vince. I'm Len. In parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again.
Now it's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.